0: Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, a word of encouragement. And our scripture comes from the book of Acts, the ninth chapter, the 26th and 27th verses. When Saul came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took Saul and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. I love words. I I love to take them apart and study them and research their origin. As Christians, we could think of ourselves as people of the Word, not only through Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, but, of course, the Word of God, Holy Scripture. These words are not simply units of language. They are witness to the revelation of God. And today, I want to focus on one of the most inspiring words in the Bible, one of God's greatest gifts, the word of encouragement. Encouragement. In the dictionary, encouragement is the action of giving support or confidence. That means I'm going to stand by you. I want you to feel better about your situation, about your abilities, about yourself. As you flesh out the spiritual definition of this word, there's so much more. The Hebrew term for encourage in the Bible is shazach, to be or grow firm or strong, to strengthen. The biblical Greek term is parakaleo, to call, to exhort, to console. The root of the word courage is core, the Latin word for heart. So you put all this together. Your core, your center is important in everything. In exercising, we work to strengthen your core. So encouragement then is admonishing, inviting one to be strong-hearted, to be strengthened in our spiritual core. These are the words of Jesus, John 16, 33. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, be comforted and strengthened, be encouraged because I have overcome the world. So you see, as I break down that word, (laughs) you can see that this is about your heart being lifted by God. Now, one of the Bible's best known encouragers was Barnabas. Barnabas was not one of the top leaders of the early church. As a matter of fact, we don't know much about him except for in this particular story. The apostles call him the son of encouragement. Why? Because his support, his heartening, and fortification of others around him actually shaped the early church. Barnabas has befriended Saul. This happened not long after Saul's experience on the Damascus Road. Now that experience, as you know, was a spectacular moment of conversion for Saul when he encountered a risen Lord who changed him from being a passionate hater of the Jesus movement to being a leader of it. So Saul starts preaching about Jesus all over Damascus and he blows everybody away, but not necessarily in a good way. I imagine Saul was an incredible preacher because he's an incredible writer, but The Jewish leaders, to whom he used to be a part, are blown away because he's changed. So they see him as a threat. They want to kill him. They lay wait for him at the city gates, Acts 9, 25, but his followers took him by night and lured him in a basket through an opening in the wall. Saul had a rough time at the beginning of his journey with Christ. He barely made it out with his life that time. And if that wasn't bad enough, his old friends ready to kill him, the Christians, the people that he had just joined, well, they were frightened of him too. They didn't trust him. Nobody was buying what Saul was selling at first, but Barnabas, whom the Christians did trust because they knew Barnabas. He was a giver. He inspired them. And Barnabas stepped in and spoke for Saul. Now, this is one of those kind of like small stories that you could actually overlook if you're not reading your Bible closely. Barnabas encouraged the believers to listen to this new man, and he encouraged this new man to stand firm. Barnabas was powerful, not in the way we usually interpret power, but if it had not been for him, Saul might not have become Paul. Paul may not have been the great apostle, and we may not have known that God's grace is sufficient. You see, encouragement can change everything. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. One of the most discouraging times in my life was my second year in college. I attended a small school, a church school in southern Michigan, and the winters were brutal and long. The first year, I was caught up in the excitement of something new, but by the second year, I was lonely and I missed my hometown of Little Rock. I was in Michigan and I couldn't afford to travel home for a weekend. My mother couldn't take care of that. She didn't have any money. It was too far. And I was so depressed that second year, I thought about dropping out. I don't think I ever told my mother that, but it was a rough time for me. If it had not been for the mother of a classmate who would become my best friend, I might have just walked away from college. But one weekend, my friend, a Zenith, insisted that I spend the weekend at her house in Detroit. I hadn't been off campus since I started that year. And I was very lonely. I really wanted to go home. I didn't even want to admit that I wanted to go home. But Asenath insisted. And so I went to Detroit. And her mother, Mrs. Magdalene Andrews, I'll never forget this woman, took me in like the pitiful orphan child I was. She encouraged me to stick it out. She had a very soft approach. But she knew that I was really in a desperate situation. I will never forget her kindness, because it came right on time. Mrs. Andrews gave me the support I needed, even when I was too shy or hard-headed or whatever to ask for it. What I'm saying is, you have no idea how many people out there in your world, perhaps even in your family, need encouragement. It seems like one of those kind of simple things that, you know, how important can that be? It is very important. Barnabas always supported others. God had put that into his spirit, and that's why he encouraged Saul while encouraging the church leaders at the same time. Some people actually have the gift of encouragement. Mrs. Andrews did. The Bible tells us it is a gift. Romans 12, 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is encouragement, then you must encourage For those of us who are not gifted in this, and I'm not particularly, we need to learn it, working on our own humility, recognizing our limitations, being grateful to God, and being in love with humanity as Jesus is. Not thinking more highly of ourselves than we should in order to reach out to others, to strengthen them, to support them, to reassure them, to comfort them. Encouragement means to comfort This is how we can let God use us. This is how we can give our best to God because God wants to comfort his people. You know, there is much in this world these days that discourages us. I know if you're paying any attention to this presidential race, you may be discouraged because the discourse can be so negative and so mean. Discouragement, however, steals your vitality, your zeal, your joy. It steals your peace. And if it lingers, you can become overcome with despair. Do you watch those medical commercials on TV? Well, they tell you there are pills for everything. And there probably are. But you also need encouragement. God's encouragement. Discouragement is actually a tool of the devil. The devil uses it just like he uses everything else to keep us separated from God. The best way to fight discouragement is the Word of God, the living Word of God. Be encouraged because God is a God of mercy and comfort. I really want you to think about the power of encouragement. It actually gives us hope, and we need hope to live. We need hope to move forward. Hope is what gets us up in the morning. Hope is what moves us ahead. As Christians, we understand that the real value of hope is where you put your hope, where you place it. When you place your hope in the wrong things, well, you know, maybe you'll reach your goal, maybe you won't. But if you place your hope in Jesus Christ, what Barnabas knew, what you and I need to remember, is the only real hope, the only worthwhile hope is in the Lord. So whatever you're going through right now, Remember that your hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. You dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. I just want to encourage you. I want you to be encouraged that trouble doesn't last always. I want you to be encouraged that God knows you, knows your circumstances, and is going to give you the victory at some point. I want you to be encouraged that even if things are going rough right now, joy comes in the morning. We serve a God who is still in charge. So be encouraged and then the next step is go out and encourage someone else. It matters. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m.
1: And remember, our Summer Sunday worship schedule, which is in effect right now, is at 10 o'clock.
0: This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116.